morning. Welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Remember, more information about the show can always be found on social media. Visit, like, and follow us on Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can reach out to us at Rodney Lear on air, or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can follow up on interviews that we've done in the past, interviews that you may have missed on this particular show. Reach out to us on Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on your favorite podcast app and subscribe there. Anywhere you get your podcast, like Podcast One, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. On the phone with me now is New York Times bestselling author and Newbery Award winning author Kwame Alexander. He's best known for his book, The Crossover. He's here this morning to talk about his latest book, the door of no return. Kwame Alexander, what's up, man? How are you? Rodney, what's happening? <laughs> Nothing much. Welcome to Sunday Morning Magazine. Welcome back, I should say. That's what's up. Oh, yeah, it's good to be back. All right. <laughs> so um, I understand that you've been out on a book tour. What is it like to be back in person and to have contact with people again and do real person, in-person visits? Hey, look, I love talking to folks as much as I love writing. So I have, you know, I've been talking to folks on Zoom for the past two and a half years. So to be back on the road and to be able to inter- interact and engage with people face to face, oh, it's nothing like that kind of energy, man. It it just it inspires me. The thing I don't like about it, it's a city every day. It's it's four a.m. car pickup, <laughs> and it's not, it's not knowing what hotel room you're in because you still think you're in the night before. But you know those are champagne problems. I'm not complaining. I love my job, Rodney. All right, good. There you go. Now you got to give us a status update on the crossover series with Disney Plus. Now it's based on your 2014 Newbery Honor winning book. Um, what's the status on that project? Status is we shot the season all summer in New Orleans where it was oppressively hot and the people were amazing and the food was great. And we are in post-production now and the show will air on March 1st, all episodes, all eight episodes on Disney plus. And we got some surprise uh, guest stars and a really great storyline. And the writers were amazing. The directors were phenomenal. And I can't wait for y'all to see it. So if is this right? I understand that LeBron James signed on to the series as a producer. Is that right? No, you you got that incorrect. All right. That's inc- executive executive producer. Get it right, Rodney. All right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so how was that um, <laughs> getting him to join you and get on board with the project? Well, two things. I got to work with his team, and his team was amazing. Uh, Leslie Wills, uh, Jamal uh, Henderson great TV executive and to have LeBron James name attached to the show, you can imagine all of the, um, the doors that opened as it were, because Mm -hmm. he's such a pivotal, powerful um, human being who I love, of course, for what he does on the court, but more so what he does off the court with that school and, and, and providing laptops and bicycles and college tuition for these young people in Akron, Ohio. So it's it's just a joy to be able to work with someone you admire that much. Okay. Now, I see you are a writer on the series. What was that experience like for you writing as opposed to writing for the series as opposed to writing a novel? What was that like? It was, I mean, I was the co-showrunner, so I was in charge of all the writers, and I wrote three episodes with uh, Damani Johnson. And um, I feel like, you know, A, 
it's much harder to write a novel mm-hmm. um, from a craft standpoint. B, it's much harder to write TV because so many people are involved and everybody wants to weigh in on their ideas and, and thoughts and suggestions. So it's a lot of cooks in the kitchen versus when I'm writing a novel, it's just me. There you go. Interesting. So let's talk about the new book, The Door of No Return. And I understand that a trip to Ghana over a decade ago inspired this story. Tell us about the trip and the impact that trip had on you, both, I guess, on a personal level and creatively, because you came up with a book with it in a series. Tell me about that. First time I went to Ghana was in 2012, and I was in a village called Konko in the eastern region. And there were, you know, there was a, a, a school with about 200 kids. And they asked me to read a book to the kids, um, read some poetry. And I re- published my first book. It was called Acoustic Roosters Barnyard Band, about a rooster that started a jazz band with Duck Ellington and Mules Davis. <laughs> and so I read this book to these 200 kids, and they were like, we, they loved it. In fact, during the reading, a rooster walked up beside me. I mean, that was, that's how crazy this whole experience <laughs> was and how surreal. And... I ended up going back to this village 11 times and I built a library and a health clinic. But one of the things it did to me, um, Rodney, is that it, it showed me that black people have a history that is, you know, is more than 1619, is more than the civil rights movement. That when we really talk about history, if we want to go back, our ancestors are from a place called Africa, from a continent called Africa. And most of us, you know, our ancestors are from the west uh, part of the western part of Africa, from Ghana or Nigeria or Sierra Leone or Togo or Benin. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I feel like we don't know that story. So part of this journey with writing the door of the return was kind of returning to, to my roots, as it were. And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to New York Times bestselling author Kwame Alexander. Now, Kwame, tell us about the storyline in the new book, The Door of No Return. It's about a boy who likes a girl, and he has a cousin who's a bully, and his cousin likes the same girl, and his cousin beats him at everything, at running and racing and wrestling. And one day he gets an idea that he can outswim his cousin because he loves to swim and he's fast. And so he challenges his cousin to a swim-off. And all the kids in the school are like, oh, it's going to, this is it. Yeah, we, and, the, and the cousin is like, man, you don't know what you're doing. You're about to get beat again. And so he practices every day in the river, and he's fast. And the night before the big swim-off, he goes down to the river to practice, even though he's been told to stay out of the water at night because the water is cursed. He convinces his brother to take him, and he gets to the water, and he's practicing, and his brother's watching him and timing him, and he finishes, and he comes out of the water, and his brother isn't there. And what happens to him changes his life. And months later, it brings him to a door of no return. Wow. And so this is a story about, this is, I like to call it the saga of an African family. Okay. That's what it's about. All right. Now, the book is told in verse, as I understand it. And why did you decide that this was the best way to tell this particular story? And what challenges did that decision present for you as an author, if anything? The challenges in writing in verse when you're telling a story is that you have to remember you're writing a novel still. Mm-hmm. You still have a beginning, middle, and end. And as poets, you know, we write poems that often just stand alone. There's a beginning, middle, and end in each poem. 
But with a novel, you got two or 300 poems that have to have a beginning, middle, and end within the poem and as a part of the whole book. So that's always a challenge. It's like you're writing two books at once. The cool thing about writing in verse is that you can talk about big stuff, heavy stuff, and you don't have to spell everything out. You can leave something to an imagination. In, in poetry, it's, it's the words that are on the page, but it's also the white space. It's the words that aren't there that allow for the reader to take a spiritual journey. And I think with this kind of book, knowing where I was headed with it, knowing where it was going, that, that the drama could turn the trauma, poetry helped me tell that story in a way that a 13-year-old you know, could read it and not be devastated. Okay. Now, this is the first book, I understand, in a planned trilogy. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. So you've been working hard, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, when you finish book one and, and maybe there's a cliffhanger, I'm not saying there is. Maybe <laughs> there is. Maybe there isn't. Rodney, you, you want to get to book two. So, okay. so I got my job. I got, I got a job cut out for me, for sure. Okay. Now, historical fiction can be, honestly, that can be a hard sell, I guess, for young people. Will young people be able to connect with these characters? And why is this such an important story for young people to read? Ronnie, do you know who I am? I'm Kwame Alexander. If anybody can suck, get kids to read it. No, in, in all seriousness, I like to think that I created a, a plethora of books that young people can trust. Like they know mm-hmm. if it's a Kwame book, He's got us. He's going to give us some sport. He's going to give us some life lessons. He's not going to beat us over the head. He's going to give us us. He's going to give us a character that can relate to us. And so, yeah, it's historical fiction. But I also like to think I wrote it in a way that kids will be able to get engaged with it from page one. Okay. Now, the book is titled The Door of No Return, but there is actually a door of no return. There is. In this book, it's a metaphor and it's literal. Mm -hmm. There is a door of no return in several forts and castles along the coast of West Africa that were used as holding cells for Africans who were being stolen and kidnapped and and taken to America or the new world, as it were. And so this door of no return was the final door that these Africans were marched through before they were put on ships and sailed away from their homeland. So it's a literal door. But it's also a metaphorical door within the story. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to New York Times bestselling author Kwame Alexander. As he mentioned earlier, his Newbery Award winning book, The Crossover, will become a TV series on Disney+. Plus. It will debut in March of 2023. His latest book is The Door of No Return. For more information on our guest or anything that you may have missed, all you have to do is go to our social media platforms, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rodney Lear on Air. Now, you talked about this earlier, Kwame Leap. Leap is an organization that you co-founded. Tell us more about Leap, if you will. Leap for Ghana was a program that we created based on my visits to Ghana, wanting to provide books to young people. We felt like books are a way to transform our lives, to offer hope. I I, I was really shocked by the amount of hope and ambition and joy in the eyes of these young people I met in this rural village in Ghana, even in the midst of what I deemed through my Western eyes to be so much poverty. But they were, they were, their eyes were full of hope. And I was like, how, what can I do to help their hope meet some sort of ambition and allow them a, a, an opportunity to succeed in life amidst a lot of different odds? And I thought, well, what worked for me were, were being exposed to, to books. 
I think within books, you have the power to be able to connect, to find your place in the world, to understand the world better, to build confidence, to trigger your own voice. So Leap was created um, by a group of activist writers who wanted to do that for these young people in Ghana. Now, let me ask you this now, with all the awards, the crossover becoming a series on Disney+, Plus, the new book, with all the success, how are you staying grounded and how are you staying focused? Right. Do you have any children? I do. I, I do. I have two boys. I have two teenage boys. So you know, I got a 14-year-old teenager, and, uh, a teenage girl. And if there's anybody to keep you grounded, it's kids. Mm-hmm. Because you think you think you all that. <laughs> well, I made the New York Times bestseller. I'm about to talk to Rodney. I'm good. I'm I'm the man. And then my daughter's like, um, why, why didn't you call me last night? Mm-hmm. Or I need you to take me to a friend's house on Sunday at 11 o'clock at night because they're having some sort of, I'm like, what? I'm going to be asleep. Like, it's just sort of the random everyday, you know, stuff of life. And kids have a way of reminding you of what's important, of what matters. So no matter how exciting this this journey is that I'm on and, and how much I love it. I also know what I love the most and what my priority is. And it's her. And that keeps me grounded. All right. There you go. Well, we're running out of time this morning. Finally, this morning, why should young people, why should they go out to buy this book, The Door of No Return? Well, it's a good question. I think, you know, I could give you an answer, but it may be that we just use the words of the great poet, philosopher, an abolitionist, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who said, be an opener of doors. And I've tried to be that with this book. And so I think if I'm going to open the door, y'all need to walk through it. Check it out with your eyes unshut, with your heart unlocked. That's it. All right. All right. We're out of time this morning. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, Kwame Alexander, more about your books, the new book, The Door of No Return, they would like to find out more about the crossover series on Disney Plus or whatever you're working on. How can they find out more about you, Kwame? The quickest, surefire way to find out is follow me on IG at Kwame Alexander or Twitter at Kwame Alexander, and you'll get all the up-to-date happenings on what's happening as I try to change the world one word at a time. All right. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking to award-winning author Kwame Alexander. Again, the title of the book is The Door of No Return. If you missed any portion of this interview, all you have to do is head to your favorite podcast app, Podcast One, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Stick around. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine in a moment. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.